can't, I don't want to be that person that's playing so much tennis during the year and not cherishing those times home. Like if I was to, after a result like this, win or lose, I want to have that crucial time at home to enjoy it, you know, with, with my loved ones. Like I've played this sport since I was seven years old. Like On this. Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. And our next guest, he's got pretty forthright views on Nick Kyrgios like you have, Dino. Phil Buzz Rothford on the line. Buzz, good morning. And should I even bother to ask, were you watching the game tonight? No, look, I won't be. But look, and, and I've copped a bit of a posting on social media over my views. But look, it's a personal choice. Mm. And I'm not dirty on anyone who does want to watch it, Ray, but we're all entitled to an opinion. Correct, yeah. Isn't it funny on social, Buzz, you have an opinion and they tear you apart, but they're offering an opinion at the same time as they're tearing you apart. It's like, well, (laughs) there's no right or wrong. Yeah, look, I I just checked the comments, and I always check comments on the Daily Telegraph website on my stories just to, you know, I'm in touch with the punters or not, and it's, it's really 50-50 there, mm. and he's such a polarising figure. And But, look, there's one comment there, you know, that would you want your child to grow up a, a, a junior tennis player and treat umpires like he does as a kid and, you, you know, have this as your role model? And as I, as I wrote this morning... Ray, I'm so proud of people like Ash Barty, Pat Cummins, the golfer Cameron Smith, Chris Waller, what he did at Ascot. And I just love Australians on the international stage, but I will not stay up and watch this guy tonight because, you know, I I just don't like his behaviour, his mannerisms. But I can understand people like him and think he's a shaman. My kids will watch it. Mm. They love him. Yeah, now the younger demographics certainly do, don't they, Buzz? But your point goes, uh, Dino raised the same point about um, being role model for your kids. And I've got to say, Buzz, we probably had um, a lot of our SMSs today on the show and indeed some of our talkback calls. I'd say there'd be more than 50% against Curios. Is that a fair thing to say, um, Dino? I think yeah, I'd say it'd be 60-40 against yeah. a lot of people absolutely yeah. ripping into him, Buzz. And they just don't well, copy him. They're over um, this behaviour. That's similar to what's online. Um, but, you know, it, it'll get big TV ratings tonight. And, um, yeah, I won't be one of them, but um, it, it's a big story, isn't it? Mm. First stock of it. They've both been heavily criticised in recent times and she'll be a wonderful game of tennis. Um, yeah, good luck to them both. Buzz, just reverting to your What's the Buzz column in today's Sunday Tele, I was interested about this story you had about uh, Anthony Milford and the potential that he may stay at Newcastle, which would be another blow to the Dolphins, who, of course, is a club Anthony has agreed to play with from next season. Yeah, when you say agreed, I actually thought Anthony Milford had signed with the Dolphins. But I, I checked it out, and it turns out he basically shook hands with Wayne Bennett and Peter O'Sullivan to join um, the Dolphins next year, but only on a one-year contract because they didn't want to pay him a lot of money that second year because they're hoping to bring in someone like Cameron Munster who would chew up all that money in the salary cap. So he moved to Newcastle while waiting to go to the Dolphins that one year and he's quite enjoyed it there and the Knights are happy with the football he's playing 
and they've offered him a deal over a longer term. So the way I understand it is um, I think Anthony Milford has had more talks with the Dolphins um, since this Newcastle option came up. And I think they've now extended him out to two years if he'll take the offer. I won't go further than two years. So... It's an interesting one to play out. It's been well publicised. A number of players, including Reese Walsh last week, have missed out on. So it's, it'll be an interesting one to follow in the next couple of weeks. Mm, absolutely. You know what, Doc? Mm. I, 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 and, and Ray, I'm writing a column tomorrow and I'm saying, and I'm posing the question, should the game be helping the Dolphins more rather than screwing them over in the manner in which they have been? And Look at the AFL buzz, what they, they did for the they GWS help. Giants. Yeah, and other clubs well, here relocating. Uh, yeah. With the GWS Giants and the Suns, over a decade, they got $200 million cash from the AFL. And you know the Melbourne clubs in that same period got $100 million? Mm. Not only that, they got all the draft picks. I think it rate was one, three, five, seven, something like that in the draft. Yep. I, mm-hmm. I checked it out with GWS yesterday. So I'm not, the Dolphins have money. They don't need NRL cash. But they're struggling to sign players. And I think there should be some help from the NRL when a player like Reese Walsh or, say, Luke Brooks at the West Tigers, who looks like he might want out, the Dolphins at least get first chat with them mm. and get the opportunity. Something like that. You know, I think a lot of because people... Because you yeah. know what? We need a competitive dolphin side in the competition next year. Yeah. You don't want them coming in and getting lapped every game, do you, Baze? You want them to come in and be competitive and at least start off the season and give their, their fans and indeed the clubs some hope. So, really good point. But it's not, mm. Ray, it's not just their own fans. I don't like turning on rugby league of late with the Titans not being able to win, the Warriors, the West Tigers, these weak clubs. I don't want another weak club in the NRL. I suppose, Buzz, the answer to but, that is is always going to be a club that runs last, isn't there? It's just yeah, the right, way it is. It is. Yeah. But, but the clubs that are running in that bottom four are way below oh. the other two. Yeah, no, I, I, you, you, I hear you. You yeah. want them punching a bit higher than what they are. I hear you. Anyway, yeah. interesting yard. Milford, will, uh, hopefully, will go to the Dolphins. I but it'll happen. We'll work it out the next couple of weeks. Mm. No, do, you think, yeah. do you think Bennett's lost his luster, Buzz? I mean, I can't help but think Wayne might have strolled into Redcliffe thinking he would nab one, maybe even two marquees, and we're still waiting. Yeah, look, I, I thought he was a far greater magnet uh, to, to attract players, and particularly the reputation he left behind at the Rabbitohs and, you know, the, the relationships he had with Damien Cook. Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell, and all those great players, and the results he kept getting. And um, yeah, look, I, I thought he'd do better, but you know, um, Wayne's getting on a bit now, isn't he? And uh, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to suggest he can't build a strong Redcliffe club. Look, if you want anyone in charge of that, you'd want him, or you'd mm. want Craig Bellamy in my view. Yeah, no, exactly. At least they can be. And, and, yeah, yeah, but mm. the other point is, you know, they've bought. Them coming into the competition has increased the TV deal by 100 million over five years. Wow. So it's not as if they're costing the other club anything. Mm. Um, yeah, anyway, I hope it works out. No, exactly. Yeah. Hey, Buzz, I don't know if you listened 
too much or all of the Andrew Eddinghausen's interview, but he's touched on a, a subject that you've raised in your What's the Buzz column today, and indeed he agrees with you. Re the bluff about Brian To'o, uh, uh, Daniel Tupo and Jerome Luai playing Origin and wanting to play uh, for their, their, their heritage, their country, so to speak, post-Origin. And you've touched on this today in your column, Buzz. Well, you look at it in two stages. First of all, Brian Toho, Daniel Tupo, um, Jerome Lloyd, um, they, they, they grew up in Western Sydney. They grew up in areas like St Mary's, Mount Thruitt. Tupu played for Guildford, um, the Guildford Rams, I think it is. And they grew up as, with dreams to play for the New South Wales Blues. They love State of Origin like all kids do, like all young footy. That's their dream. They've reached that level, the highest stage in local rugby league in Australia. But now, you know what? They've got Pacific Island heritage and they want to go and play for their country. And there's nothing wrong with that. They're turning their back on a possible $50,000 payment if Australia wins the World Cup to pay for 1300 bucks. Mm and a free meal while they're in England. I think we should be standing and applauding these guys. I think it's fantastic for the international game. I don't believe in the argument that by them playing for New South Wales, they're holding out potential Australian players. I I just don't think it's right. They deserve their Blues jerseys. They've grown up in this state and they were born in this state. Well, I don't know. What do you think, Bulldog? I think State of Origin, in my opinion, Buzz has gone past it being a trial for a, a test jumper. Yeah, we obviously. haven't played for three years. Origin's become bigger than test football. Yeah, let's be fair income here. It's a beast, Origin, mm. and it's the number one yeah, the main, rugby league the, tournament you know, in the world. And I just yeah. think if they want to go and you know, play for their country of heritage, boost up those countries. I mean, the ratings came out yesterday, the, the rankings, Buzz, and I don't agree with it, but... Tonga's moved to number two in the world. So, you know, they're flying. Fantastic, yeah. Guys, the the landscape of our competition and our rep footy has changed completely since uh, Origin or Interstate Rugby League um, started. And that is, it used to be played a fraction earlier in the year. This is a long time ago, 20, 30 years ago. And an Australian side would be picked after the Interstate Series for a mid-year test. And under those circumstances, you can understand why it was a selection trial. For it, but it no longer is. Mm. And if you start pulling all these boys out, the Origin is going to lose a lot as the showpiece event on our calendar. Yeah, uh, yeah 100%. Hey, Buzz, we touched on it last week and... To be fair, probably did give it enough um, airtime because the bravery of Jai Opatia to win that world title fight last week with um, breaks on both sides of his jaw. The more you you think and read about this man's courage to stay in the contest and win that fight, it'll go down in Australian sporting folklore, Buzz. Yeah, well, I, I raising the question today in the column though was a you know, the incredible bravery or was it lacking in a duty of care? Like, uh, what he's done is just extraordinary Mm. courage and same as John Sattler in the 1970 grand final. But look, if he suffered a crack draw on one side of his face in round two and then with five minutes to go, midway through the second last round, 
if he'd suffered another major fracture and the fight wasn't stopped, I don't necessarily agree with that. Jeff Burnett was quite strong with his opinions this morning as well. You know, if he'd had another blow, it would have been a major, major facial reconstruction required, according to the medicos I spoke to. And look, he's in a bad... He can't talk. He's mm. got an infection in his mouth from the surgery. He's got two plates, eight screws. Mm. I know she's a brutal sport, but and I know a world title is all this young fella's dreamt of his entire life, but zero dear, I, I, I'm not sure why his trainer didn't think a little bit harder about stopping it. Mm. But that's just me, and, uh, and others will disagree, the same as Kerry often. I don't know. What do you guys think? I just think the kid, the trainer might have asked him, and the kid would have said, "No, this is my chance." It's a bit of rocky stuff. He just, he would have, he would have yeah. refused point blank to stop that fight. And yeah, uh, you can understand that though, mindset. I know what you're saying, Buzz, but I can understand the mindset. You, you know, sometimes boxers are too tough, yeah, too yeah. courageous, too gritty for their own good. And um, yeah, but. What you say is correct. Yeah, Interesting a, yarn, though. It is. Oh, it's extraordinary. Hey, Buzz, um, we've got one game to complete this weekend's abbreviated round of the NRL. I'll run these odds past you, Buzz, for both games, Origin as well. Brisbane head-to-head against St. George of Lawara. They're $1.70. The Dragons are two fifteen for this afternoon's game. That's at 4.05 p.m. And then Origin 3, the decider at Suncorp on Wednesday night, Buzz. It's been a long time since these two teams have been that far apart in a decider, head-to-head, New South Wales, $1.33, Queensland, three thirty-five. How do you see these two? Yeah, it's extraordinary. How do you wow. see these two games, Buzz? Yeah, yeah. obviously, that betting market's around and since Cameron Nunt yes. pulled out. Look, yep. I think New South Wales will win. Poor record at Suncorp, but we've got everything in our favour. Uh, the, the match this afternoon, I'm going with the favourites, the Dragons. They have a full record without Ben Hunt. They only... They've lost the last seven games or something without him, but Jaden Sullivan will fill in half-back. I think the Dragons can win. Buzz, I've got to ask you, you're at Shark Park on Thursday night? Yes. Did you sneak up to the press box as a non-working journalist and eat the party pies? <laughs> no, I didn't eat the party pies, but okay. just before I came on, Dean, I'd like to mention this, right? Mm-hmm. I heard Bulldog do the Gallows Pie ad, which yes. he does very well. With real gusto, doesn't he? (laughs) He does. He does it really, really well. But I'm so glad Garlow's pies are thin on pastry because I I ran into Bulldog for the first time in three or four months. He Mm. came in uh, off the bench. He did come into the office the other day. It was was a telegraph podcast. It was good to see him outside of the studio. And, Dog, you are not in a condition. You're carrying some beef. And you're, I'm glad you're eating the thin pastries. They're all I can say. Well, this has come about because I gave Phil a little embrace. And I happened to accidentally get a handful of fat, let's be honest. Ah, that's called love. Yeah, and I said, Phil, what is going on here? Because it was like a handful. And he's I said, returns, Buzz, sir? yeah, this is, he's got in first. You've got three tins, Phil. Please. Phil. Not bad, mate. Please go for a walk after this radio segment. Please. Go and get a thin and crispy or whatever. And get some fruit. Get some fruit along the way. Go on, off you go, Porky. Uh, there you go.